welcome to the Apex Church Podcast. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to check out our website at www.apexchurch.org.uk and let us know you've been listening. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, it's great to be able to continue our series today, God's Got This. I wonder in your home, who's got responsibility of the TV controls? Who's the one that gets to decide what goes on the TV at any moment in time? Oh, in our house, this is one of the things that our kids are desperate to get their hands on. So they can pick what program they get to watch on the TV. Who, who takes control of that in your home. And maybe even today, can we think back a little bit further before we had on-demand television and maybe when we only had a limited number of channels, when you had to wait for that TV program to come on at the set time. Or you couldn't just on-demand pull it from the cloud and watch it when you wanted. You had to wait until it was broadcast on your TV screen. And maybe you were one of those that had a VHS recorder and used to set so that you could record something if you were going out. And you had to be all set up and ready to go in advance so that you didn't miss the program that you wanted to watch. Nowadays, we can just turn on our TV and we can pick what we want to watch when we want to watch it. Wouldn't it be great in life if we could have one of these controls that we could just press pause or stop or even, and I think this would be a good one, if we could press fast forward, that almost we could speed up things that maybe we'd rather was over a lot quicker. What do you do in life when you feel like something just isn't ending or, or even something you are hoping for just as it hasn't happened yet. What do you do in life when you feel like this is never going to end? Or maybe there's something happened or, or you have a promise. God has spoken to you and you are looking for that to come to pass. You're, you're maybe in the middle of a health journey and you have been praying and asking God to bring healing into your situation. There's maybe an ongoing strife and struggle in a relationship. Maybe something going on inside you, you just can't get past. You're maybe waiting for that business deal to come through. You're hoping for some expectation or experience that you've been waiting for to happen, but it just hasn't happened yet. Wouldn't it be great if we could press fast forward? But even greater than that is we can trust in God's perfect timing. As we look at this thought, God's got this, we've got to remember that God is not limited by the hours and the minutes and the seconds in a day. And he is not restricted by the days and weeks and months and years in our calendars. No, he is outside of time and he has a grander and greater plan. And he is working all things together according to his perfect will and in his perfect timing. I love what we read in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. It says this, He has made 
everything beautiful in its time. He's also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to the end. Now, when I read that scripture, I'm reminded that it, it will be made beautiful. Whatever season of life, whatever circumstance you find yourself in today, it will be beautiful. God will make it beautiful. But if we're being honest until then, sometimes it feels quite messy. But can I encourage you today that the same God that's making it beautiful is with you in the midst of the mess and the struggle and everything that's going on right now. It's a little like one of those pictures that a kid draws. I think of Daniel, he's loving drawing stuff and painting things. He's four years old and when he's doing it, you're thinking, my goodness, that's, that's really creative. It's a bit, a bit messy. But at the end of it, when he shows me it, you know, as he's died, it's, it's always beautiful. And maybe you feel like that's where your life is right now. It's just a mess. But can I remind you, in God's perfect timing, he makes everything beautiful. You can trust in his perfect timing. You know, God has got a plan for you. He's got a plan for every person, and that means you. And you can trust him that in every, every season, what we read earlier in Ecclesiastes 3 is that there are cycles of life. There is time for everything. And each time has its challenges and each time has its opportunities. Oh, there's a time to be happy. There's a time to be sad. There's a time to be born and there's a time for loss. There's a time to sow, a time to reap, a time to love and even a time to hate things that are not right. In every season, there are opportunities and there are challenges. But please don't see those times that we don't enjoy going through as barriers to believing in God. No, they are actually opportunities to discover who he really is. And I reflect in my life some of the times that I have preferred not to have gone through. That's when I've got to know God in a greater way. Learn things about him that if life was always perfect and beautiful, that I would have had the, I would have had the privilege of, of knowing. You can trust in God's perfect timing. In Genesis chapter 12, last time I preached, I looked at the life of Abraham and how God had gave Abraham and Sarah promises of land they would have, but also that they would have descendants. And last time I spoke more about them entering into the promised land, but today I want to talk to you more about the descendants and to look more at Sarah's example. See, in Genesis chapter 18, Abraham is greeted by the Lord and there are these three visitors that come to him as he's at Mamre at the tent there and they come to him and he welcomes them and he hosts them really well. He invites them to come to his tent and he says to Sarah, go and bake some bread. They, they, they kill their fatted calf and they really look after these guests. And during that mealtime, one of the guests says, where is Sarah? And, and Abraham says, oh, she's in, the, she's in the tent. And then he declares that they would return in a year's time and Sarah would have a son. Now, previously, God had promised this, but this was almost 25 years ago. 
And they were still waiting for that fulfillment of a promise. And in Hebrews, in that great chapter, it records Sarah as this, saying, And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Trusting God in the mess. Trusting God when it's messy. He is the same God in the mess as he is when it's beautiful. It's God's perfect timing. Timing is really important. Have you ever said something at the wrong time? And it maybe wasn't the wrong thing to say, but it just wasn't a good time to say that. I think back to when both our boys were born and at those moments there were Christians who were involved in the babies being born, the doctors and things like that. And um, I know it's just, uh, you know, it just comes with the territory of being a pastor that you begin to speak about church and things like that. And that wasn't the right time. Deborah was not that impressed that I was asking about how's your church doing and things like that. That wasn't the best time. Have you ever realized though that how important timing is actually in life? And as we've looked at the life of Joseph and we've looked at Abraham and now Sarah, just an awareness that it maybe at times it felt like, God, what's happening here? But, but God's never late. He's always on time. Timing is important. And as I've mentioned already, Ecclesiastes, it teaches us that there are certain times in life that we all need to go through and they're appropriate for that point in our lives. And one of the secrets of living with peace, the peace of God, is learning to appreciate and accept and discover that God's always on time. That actually our lives is about getting in sync and in step with God's timing rather than us trying to press fast forward and trying to make things happen. This amazing thing is that God's timing is all about achieving his desire, not our desires. And God in his wisdom is able to, to use all his different attributes, all his different things that he's capable, all his power, all his knowledge, everything, to be able to orchestrate all things in life to when it should be. Now, some of that, if we're being honest, is quite mysterious. Some of that doesn't always make sense to us, but, but we can trust God in his perfect timing. You know, we all go through different tests in life. We all go through different challenges. And, and these are experiences that prove our faith. And God will keep us in that classroom until we pass the test. Abraham and Sarah, they were in a classroom for quite a while. It was almost 25 years before the promise was first made and the promise was fulfilled. Is there anything harder in life than waiting for something to happen, good or bad, something that you know is coming, something that you're expecting? If it's a good experience, come on, you just want to get there, you're excited, or something that you're dreading, you're just kind of wishing it was all over and done with. One of the ways that we cope with that time of waiting and wondering, come on God, 
let's get things going is that we try to put his plan into action in line with our timings. And not just waiting for God to do it in his perfect timing. We, we see this in Sarah's life through the birth of Ishmael. Now they had received the promise and it just appeared to Sarah and Abraham, look, this is not working. Sarah was not becoming pregnant. So they took things in their own hands and Sarah said to Abraham, look, if you sleep with my slave Hagar, then maybe the promise could be fulfilled that way. And through that relationship, Ishmael is born and all kinds of strife comes from that decision and choice when they were not willing to wait for God to do what he said when he said. And this is the example of Sarah trying to push fast forward. Skip to the good bits. Skip to the bits where everything makes sense. Can we get past this? Can we move on rather than just, just being in a place of complete dependence and trust on God? You see, this is what happens when we try to take everything into our hands and our control is that in that we're actually resisting God's will. And our restlessness, it actually leads to us stepping outside of God's ways and trying to do things our way. It's the war of the wills. And God actually reveals his will to us as we are going through these trials. And often it's when he's actually resisting our will. And, and we are saying, no, we do it this way. Let's do it this way, God. Let, let's make it happen this way. Let, let's, you know, finish now. Or, or I'd love to go there. Let's go there. Or, or I would prefer it this way, Lord. Have it your way. And, but God's perfect plan and his perfect ways and his perfect timing, when you learn to trust in that and you can rely on him to fulfill what he said, he would do. It's that place where you're able to submit your will to his will. I love what the psalmist says in Psalm 18. He says this, as for God, his way is perfect. My best idea, my best intention is so far short of God's perfect way. Oh, for sure, there are twists and the turns in that way that I don't understand. But I know that he is all loving, he is all caring, he is all powerful, that I trust in his way rather than my ways. We can trust in his perfect way and live according to his perfect will. As I said, it was almost 25 years have passed since the promise of the sentence was made and, that, and nothing has happened. Sarah was still without children. And she's now past the age where she would have children naturally. And another way that we cope with waiting on God like this is actually coming to the point where we even doubt if it's going to happen to us. Yeah, maybe God will do that for someone else, but actually I'm obviously there's something wrong with me or it's my choices or something I've done. Sarah got to this place where she thought it was over. She'd given up. She, she got to the point where she thought that she was too old, that it was too far gone, that there was no hope for her. She had given up. She thought the clock had run out. 
But you know, God is not limited or not restricted to what usually happens. He's still able to do supernaturally and do what is beyond even our comprehension or understanding. And during this conversation that Abraham has with his visitors, she hears one of the visitors say that she's going to have a child within a year. And she hears that and she laughs to herself. That's how unlikely this was for Sarah. Like, come on, I'm 90 years old. This, is, this isn't going to happen. But this was not any ordinary visitor. They knew what she was thinking in her head. See, God knows our thoughts. He knows our emotions. And he knows our doubts. He knows the things that we are struggling with. But you can trust him even in times like that. Rather than giving up, Rather than saying it's all hope is gone, you can be honest with God. Say, God, I can't see this in the natural, but I choose to trust you. Just like you said you would, I believe you will bring it to pass. I don't think Sarah's issue was a lack of faith in God. It was doubt in herself. And as she laughs, it's funny that the, the, the guest like knows that she's laughed, and she tries to cover it up. She says, no, I, didn't really, I didn't laugh. You did laugh. And maybe there's something that is so unlikely in your world and in your situation that it's almost, it causes you to have that wry smile and just think, it ain't going to happen. Well, can I ask you today, is your faith in the God that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask, think, or imagine. The, the one who can cause Sarah to have a child at 90 years old, Abraham's 100 years old. Are, are you believing in that God today, or are you believing in that just conventional small God that just fits into your parameters and your box? He's able to do above and beyond whatever you ask, think, or imagine. And during this discourse, one of the guests asked this question, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Really, has God got this? Has God got this? You need to ask yourself in the situation you're in today, do you believe that God's got this? Is anything too hard for the Lord? You see, for Sarah, the struggle was actually in her belief, in her, in, her, in her mind. And Romans teaches us that we are not to be conformed to the pattern of this world, but we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And when we do so, then we will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good pleasing and perfect will. The struggle actually starts in us and in our minds and understanding who God is. He is able. He is all-powerful. He is above it all. He reigns supreme. God's got this. And we can trust in his timings. We can trust him in his way. And we can live in his will. God is not bound to what usually happens. He is greater and he is above that.
If you've ever been on an unfamiliar stretch of road and you come up to a point in that road which either a, a tight turn or a twist or something that you're like, whoa, I haven't been here before and you're quickly looking at road signs, you're looking at the curvature of the road, you're looking at the speed on your car, you're trying to navigate that twist in the road. You're not thinking, well, I wonder how they built this road. I wonder who constructed this. I wonder how they designed it. I wonder. No, you're just looking for the information that you need to get yourself safely around that corner. And often in life, that's what God does for us. He gives us enough wisdom to get through where we are right now. Doesn't give us all the details. Doesn't give us all the finite things that we need. No, He just gives us what we need to know. And that's the promise. That if you lack wisdom, that you can come to the God who gives generously. And he will give you the wisdom that you need. It doesn't mean getting all the answers. It just means that you get enough wisdom to keep on going forward. Well, the question today is, is anything too hard for the Lord? Can I tell you what the answer is? God's got this. And what is it that you are facing today in your life and you're asking yourself this question, is God able to do this? Is is this even possible? Well, I want to remind you today and encourage you. He is able. He's not finished yet. He isn't working according to your timeline and your circumstances. He is above that and he's working it according to his perfect plan. God will make it all beautiful in his perfect timing. He's not finished yet. He's still going. He's not over. There is more in him. You can trust in him in all things and at all times. And Jesus is with you every step of the way. You know, in Genesis 21, after Isaac is born the promised son to Abraham and Sarah. In verse 6, we read these words. God has brought me laughter. This is Sarah speaking. God has brought me laughter. And everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. She's not, no longer laughing like that ain't going to happen. She's laughing because it did happen. And she's laughing with not just this sort of cynical cynicism. No, she is now rejoicing that God has done what he said he would. You know, my friend, there's going to be a day when everything is beautiful. When everything does come as it should do and everything that is now wrong will be right. There's going to be a day that whatever you're facing today, you're going to laugh about it and others are going to laugh too. Not in the sense of disdain, but a sense of rejoicing and joy. And in the midst of the mess, it may feel like that. Hold on, my friend, because he will make everything beautiful in its time. Until then, Can we let go of the remote? Can we stop trying to press fast forward and just trust in God's perfect timing? Try and live our lives according to his perfect way. And let's see his good and pleasing and perfect will in our lives. You know, that scripture in Ecclesiastes also talks about how God has set eternity in our hearts. 
and we are never truly satisfied until we are reconnected into relationship with the eternal God. Jesus came into this world so that he could connect with you. Knowing all the failures, knowing all the things that we would do, all the sin in our lives that, that we have chosen to do that offend God, he came to be our savior and to reconnect us with our Father in heaven so that that longing within us could be truly satisfied as we find our connection, our relationship with an eternal Father God. I wonder, you could be watching me right now and you feel like life is messy. You feel unfulfilled. You feel unsatisfied. You know something is missing. You maybe even feel guilty or you maybe feel today that you are so aware something's got to change. That's why Jesus came. He came for you. He loved you so much that he came into this world that upon the cross he took your place. He paid the penalty for your sin. He took the punishment that you deserve so that you can now be forgiven of all your sin and you can enter into that relationship with our Father in heaven. He promises to help you through this life and you'll spend eternity with him. I wonder, do you, do you know for sure that you are in relationship with Jesus? I want to give you an opportunity right now and just pray this prayer sincerely from your heart. Say that, Dear Lord Jesus, I recognize that I need you. I am a sinner and I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Make me a new person by the power of your Spirit. I confess you are my Lord, and I believe you are risen from the dead. Help me to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer today. Please reach out to us. We'd love to connect with you, help you on your journey with Jesus. And friend, if you feel, as I've mentioned, that life is a bit messy just now, can you trust in God once again? Just open up your hands, surrender to him, submit your will to his, trust in his perfect timing, trust in his perfect ways and see his will. Remember, they thought Lazarus had been dead four days, they thought he was too late, but Jesus turned up right on time. And his perfect timing will be revealed in your life as well. God's got this.